Just a few numbers, um, some more, 144,520. Um, none of them, unfortunately, have to do with my bank account or my earnings or anything like that, but they are instead distinctly NBA numbers coming from the week that was. Uh, in this episode, we're going through all of those sweet, sweet analytics, bit of All-Star, bit of Denver, bit of Bucks, maybe just a sprinkle of Bulls for those who are out there and calling for them, um, and bringing back, of course, the much-beloved Goldilocks segment. Play the music! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Block Content Podcast. Uh, I am Joe Murphy, editor of the Block Content, and joining me this week again is Zach, who is strength and performance coach for the Block Content. How are you, Zach? I'm fantastic, brother. How are you today? Very well. It's uh, it, we're recording here on a Sunday. This is episode eight, as yet untitled, but I'll find something in the middle of what we say. Um, one thing that I th- haven't done in all this time of this is now our eighth episode of this pod is I've never really spoken about the point of this pod, <laughs> which is apparently something you're supposed to do. Um, so I suppose, you know, this is, this pod is attached to the Instagram page and the Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the only time I'll ever say it. And if you ever ask me if it is, I'll refuse, uh, is satirical. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly truthful. Mm-hmm. I don't have, uh, the sources that I claim I might. And that's the only time I'll ever say that. But when you do um, satirize something, you know, you kind of have to have your bona fides about you. And in that case, like, I, I, I'm not going to say that I'm a genius at basketball, that I know everything that's going on, but I do watch a shit ton of games. Mm-hmm. So this, the purpose of this is, you know, these are conversations that you and I are having anyway. Yep. <laughs> um, and the purpose of this is kind of, I watched 15 games the other day and then wrote a story about, D'Angelo Russell unfollowing his team on Instagram. I didn't need to watch games for that. <laughs> so this is kind of more like putting a product or putting something behind all the work that doesn't turn into articles. Yeah, for sure. And it's a really good uh, medium to have. I mean, as you said, we, for years, we've uh, just talked shit about ball <laughs> in the same same pretense like it's good to actually get something on record and i think you're doing a really good job man Thanks, shout bro. out to you like props you're putting in a lot of a lot of hard work the other day i think you put up four stories in the same day yeah, i did yeah on thursday and friday i did four yeah. both days so your boy's working overtime at the moment <laughs> and it's really showing man it's really Thanks, showing. um so i'm gonna start off today um with some all-star discussion First, uh, clear the, clearing the air. Look, do you really care about All Star? Nah, at this point, All Star used to be a fun thing. Say, yeah, five, ten years ago, it was a lot more intriguing. It's gotten a little bit uh, out of hand, and especially in recent years, when you have, say, for example, Andrew Wiggins getting voted in as an All Star starter. I mean, obviously, you love that. Bigger Warriors uh, fan at all, but yeah, I don't know. It, it seems to me like it's gotten a little bit gimmicky. Yeah, especially like now these scores are getting run up like mm. to easily 150. 
I do. I, I have enjoyed though the Elam ending that they've been doing the past few years, yeah. where the fourth quarter they play to you know the target score of twenty four, mm-hmm. and you hear twenty four, you're like that's not many points, but when the guy when those guys actually knuckle down and Looking, play hard, play defense, yeah, yeah, I think they did really well in changing those rules. Mm. It does make it um, a bit more entertaining and um, accessible for the average fan, especially. I don't think we'll ever see it in the league, but they're trying it in the G League, putting the Elam ending into. Mm. You know, I think they use it in overtime games. True. Which could be, you know, maybe one day we have like regular. Who wants a regular season two OT when you could go an Elam ending and say yeah. play to twenty four? Just exactly. cut it. Exactly. The regular season's long enough. You yeah. don't need that stuff. But <laughs> yeah, it's still a bit of fun. Yeah. Um. Still, yeah, a, a weekend uh, to really sit down on the couch and enjoy all the uh, the different events and that. I kind of like the last couple of years been more excited for the smaller events rather than the big all-star game yeah like uh yeah given the slam dunk contest hasn't been the same since since aaron gordon and zach levine's days yeah. um some of the small events like the skills challenge some somewhat entertaining you've got the uh international do they still do the international versus world the, yeah the rising the young, stars game young, is they changed it to like international yeah usa versus the world but yeah yeah one, first and second year players yeah that'll be that, interesting that's again. a bit of fun yeah, yeah. Especially with all the the great young um, international talent that mm. continues to come through into the league. Yeah, um, I don't think you could have done that game 10, no, 15 ten years, years ago. ago. <laughs> no, it would have been pretty one sided. But yeah, he's a he's a good young talent. So yeah, looking forward to it. Um, the first round of All Star voting was released, I think, on Friday, um, and that's the the fan vote, which accounts for fifty percent of the fifty percent of the starting vote. And then players and coaches, I think, make up the rest and whoever else. Um, but that, it's, a, it's a popularity contest. Mm. And, you know, for three, three, front, three front court and two guards, you know, you've got five guys. There are, ten, there are easily more than 10 super popular guys in the league. So for a popularity contest, it's pretty difficult. Yeah, it is tough, especially when you look at the East this year. Yeah, uh, and you have those guys, uh, you know, Giannis, Durant, Embiid, Tatum. One of those guys has to miss out in the front yeah. front court role for the starters. It's yeah, it's tough. It, I think it always has been tough. You always get those mm. really good players who are having fantastic seasons that that get kind of snubbed from the team. Um, but yeah, as as you said, it's it's more of a popularity contest nowadays. And like, the split's a bit arbitrary when so many guys like play all these different positions, like. Calling Jason Tatum a, a front court player when you could call him a two just as well. Yeah, like, he's switchable. Like if you had to say something, he would be a front court. Like he's more of a three four. Yeah. But yeah, he can play two. Um, more so, like yeah, uh, in the same example, like J- Jalen Brown. Like he's listed as a guard. He's switchable between two and three. Yeah. It's like who makes this decision really? Mm. Um, but yeah, looking at some of these numbers here, a couple of things jump out at you. Uh, you've got Andrew Wiggins is top five in the uh, West West Conference uh, front court vote. So, and we talked about this last week as voting is more difficult this year, in that you can't just spam Twitter, which is how Wiggins got in last year. Yeah. Now it is enter the NBA app and and vote via that, mm-hmm. which I did on on Fridays. Just a bit of a G up. I threw a couple of names in and and voted, and a few people were. <laughs> I got a few DMs that were like. <laughs> I didn't vote for LeBron because like LeBron has 3.1 million votes and he's going to make it every year. Yeah. So I gave a vote to um, Domus Sabonis. Yeah. And I also, um, 
Someone got angry at me for voting for um, for curry over what jar? Yeah, curry over yeah. over jar. I was like, I'm always gonna vote for curry. Fair like, enough. <laughs> yeah, you can't keep everyone happy, man. Everyone's yeah. gonna have their opinions, and there's only five spots. So yeah, well, coming out of the this first round of voting, the Western Conference starters would be LeBron, Jokic, Davis, and then Curry and Doncic as the guards. Mm-hmm. Those, I mean. Especially in the guards, that's pretty set. For, you can't go wrong there. And you'd, it's probably what you'd expect. But the third vote getter is Jar, and he's got nine hundred and fifteen thousand votes. The Less second vote, get, yeah. vote getter is Luca. He's got two point three mil. Wow! So, <laughs> Big drop off there between yeah. two and three. Mm. And then in the in the front court, uh, Davis is third. He has two million votes, and then Zion is fourth with one point nine. So. Mm-hmm. Those might move. Both of those guys are injured, so they probably won't even play. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Like, um, I don't know if we have an update really on AD yet. Still, the reports are quite vague mm. um, on when he will be coming back. And Zion too, um, dealing with that issue. Yeah, the hamstring. Mm. That was tough. I was watching that game, and he just like he always moves awkwardly, especially when he slows down. Yeah, and it was kind of a thing of. He didn't pull at anything, but he had the he had the ball, and he took it up and just kind of, you know, dribble hand off and then move to the corner. I was like, oh, is Zion just not involved in this set? And mm. I was like, oh shit, like that's Something's a hamstring. Wrong. Yeah. So he's yeah he's got a hamstring strain. Strain. It's a strain, yeah. not a tear. But that I think they've said a couple of weeks at least, and nothing more. Hammies are tough because they're so easy to rush back and mm. then re aggravate and do it worse. Like you saw the same thing, or I did with uh, Devin Booker. He had a, a bit of a hamstring niggle mm. or a strain. We uh, we brought him back a little bit too early, and he's out for another month. So, um, yeah, hammies are really tough to deal with. And they've been super careful with Zion's health because yeah. he hasn't be. been healthy, and he's potentially the best player in the world. So yeah. <laughs> the upside is just insane on him, but he's he's been very injury prone. But he's he's got a massive body, like. The things that he puts his body through, yeah. just he must be pushing that limit on for injury. As a fan, watching him play, it's so exciting. But in the back of your mind, it's like, is this sustainable? Yeah. Uh, all all the mo- movement and momentum that he he gains, um, for example, in the fast break, it's just like, oh man, how's this guy going to do this for another ten years? <laughs> it's, yeah. He's a physical anomaly, shall we say? Mm, um, absolutely. But yeah, fingers crossed. Everyone wants to see Zion on the court. He's mm. he's fantastic and he's uh, entertaining. So fingers crossed we can see him back for the uh, yeah. for the All Star game. Um, over in the East, the votes lead out to a front court of Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, who has two point two votes, two point two million votes. Jason Tatum runs in fourth at two point one million votes, uh, and then the guards are Kyrie Irving and Donovan Mitchell. Um, with James Harden running a close third behind uh, Donovan there. So mm. things look pretty set at the top there. Um, Giannis and KD. KD has 3 million votes. So LeBron and KD look like they'll be the captains again and yeah. do that selection thing on TV, which is which is actually a lot of fun too. That's another thing. That yeah, as recently. they should be. Yeah, it's the two guys. They've run the league for the last what, 10 years, so yeah. they deserve it. Um, but if voting carries on the way that it has and the fan vote kind of keeps pushing guys like Giannis and KD further and further away from the, from the rest of the pack. There is not going to be a, a Boston player at the starting, well, the starting all starters. Yeah, true. Cause Tatum's just behind Embiid. They're about a hundred or 50,000 votes behind. So, mm. and yeah. Brown is sitting fourth at a million votes when 
Like he's six hundred votes, six hundred thousand votes behind Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Like, because if I like my starting five in the East, I think I have both of them in, uh, in my, you know, personal starting five. Yeah, I think they should arguably both be there. So, yeah, if they both don't make the starting team, that'll be really <laughs> for Boston fans. <laughs> but I mean, can you say that Embiid's not one of the ten best players in the league? No, like you, you can't disagree so. with that. Yeah, of those of those four guys, KD, Giannis, Embiid, and Tatum. Like, who do you drop out of those? Because one of them can't make it. So tough. And, and I think it comes down to the individual. Like, yeah. Yeah. Someone's going to have to miss out, unfortunately. And you can really chop and change. All these guys are averaging over 30 a game yeah. and putting up, you know, stupid stats on a daily basis. So if it was me, I know you didn't ask, but I'll give you my opinion. Uh, I'll say I would probably go... Tatum, Durant, Giannis in the East front court with Embiid sitting, and that may be a bit controversial, um, but I think I'd give the nod just to those guys because they got a bit of a better record. Philly, yeah. Philly are just behind them, but I think I'll go with the guys with the the better record at the moment. Well, I of those, this is even worse. I would give it to <laughs> Embiid and Tenacumbo and Tatum. Yeah, I think that they are individually having better years than Durant. But Durant just had thirty three and ten, and he's still shooting sixty percent from two. Yeah, like it's fucked. Pretty this cool. dude is equal, like he's an MVP candidate just as much as the other three are. Absolutely. And at this point, you're just splitting hairs between the greatest shooter of all, t- like the greatest single scorer of all time, probably the biggest freak we've ever seen, Embiid, like modern Olajuwon, a little bit worse. And then Tatum, who's like the standout player of the entire season. Yeah. Like, what are you supposed tough. to do? <laughs> it just sucks because they're all in the same conference. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we need one of these guys to move to the West. <laughs> to make yeah, it exactly. Oh, yeah. And then you can go compete with LeBron, Jokic, AD, and Zion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just pray that AD and Zion miss out so you can fit them in. But, uh, yeah, it's yeah. tough. And as I said, it's it comes down to personal preference. I think everyone would have exactly different uh, views on that one. Um, and then, of course, we've got the meme... The meme votes. Austin Reeves makes up number nine. Makes up number nine with one hundred forty-four thousand five hundred. I did not votes. even see that. He's almost got as many votes as Devin Booker. What's going on here? <laughs> uh, Kevon Looney came in tenth in the front court. Draymond came in eighth. The Warriors have really been pushing, um, pushing voting, but yeah. also like they're giving out T-shirts at the games, and they have a QR code on it. And uh, if you scan that, then it like votes for the Warriors players. Probably gets 10 times the amount of votes. Probably. So I'm sure that they, if anyone's getting like some kind of bullshit, I'm sure it's the Warriors. <laughs> I'm glad they're to not hear- getting one on the court. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that come out of your mouth. Finally. Yeah, well, I mean, Jordan Poole's got 130,000 votes too. Like, but. Yeah, a lot of uh, representation for the Warriors. A few yeah. Lakers around there too. Uh, hand up, oh, you know, hand on heart. Well done, Derek Rose. 220,000 votes again. Oh, he's on there. <laughs> Every year, Derek Rose Hell gets yeah. tons of votes. Fan favourite, D-Rose. You can't not love the guy. Oh, like, look, honestly. The fact that he's still kicking around and doing what he does. like Just getting buckets like, off that bench. Yeah, power to him. Yeah. And the Knicks are playing pretty well. Again, it, I mean, every week, it's just, Knicks bad, Knicks good, Knicks bad, Knicks yeah. good. Like, they just... Constant state of flow, yeah. up and down. Did they play today or yesterday? I can't remember. Uh, I think they had a good win yesterday, mm. actually. Um, yeah, it was against a... Yeah, they beat the Raptors yesterday. Oh, they yeah. almost fucked it too. Did you mm. see on that last possession? They basically go to dribble it out, push it forward to Brunson, and just throw the ball out of bounds. And Tibbs... 
Oh. Tim's face, he was so destroyed. He was just like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? You're getting a shellacking in the change rooms oh, as soon yeah. as this game's over. Oh, just his, I love his voice. I was, <laughs> you can hear it from a mile away, eh? The NBA mics pick up everything. Especially yeah. when they're playing at home. Like, even he's so into the game. Yeah. I was watching them play. I can't remember who they were playing, but like Brunson had a Brunson had a half uh, half play in transition, and he was just going for the ball, and you he just heard Tibbs go 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like two minutes into the first quarter, he's completely hoarse already. Yeah, the, <sighs> screaming. That guy's not living to an old age, is he? Like, no, he's not I've... making it to a. He's not making it to like a healthy retirement. No. Like he's just going to explode. That guy's day. heart is not going to be good. <laughs> Like, it probably already isn't. I feel like being an NBA coach already takes 10 years off your life. Yeah, exactly. And he's been an NBA coach for 20 years. (laughs) Exactly. And being an intense NBA coach like himself, like, yeah. Not the, yeah, not not a real Zen master style. Or like a micromanager stress victim. Yeah. Nonetheless, good coach. Good coach. Yeah. Um, I'm interested more when we get to the... um, the bench spots in All Star mm-hmm. because that's when the fan vote goes out the window and it's the head coaches that vote. Yes, they can't vote for their own guys, but like they are good judges of of who's playing well. Yep. Obviously, you know they probably see more film than anyone else. Yeah, it's it's definitely kind of feel for who's playing well. Yeah, definitely more the interesting side of the voting uh, is the bench. Yeah, especially because you get close to the end of the bench, you have guys that you know should be making it that unfortunately miss out. Unfortunately, every year there will be guys that get snubbed, and that's yeah. probably the most like exciting or interesting part of the the voting process. Mm. I like yeah, and those like second second or third bench spots that go to guys who are having good years yeah. who might not have a reputation as um, you know all star players as such, and maybe like like last year it was um, Darius Garland and Jarrett Allen who yeah. got those spots, yep. and that was really good because it was a Cleveland game. It was good to see them there. Um, this year is a Utah game, which is like, if you're going to host a party, like, <laughs> what are you, why yeah. is it in Utah? You don't want it in Utah, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it'll be guys like, you know, Shea will be competing for one of those like bench spots as well. Yeah. Just because like you look at the... He has to be there. And you look at the guys who will kind of flow onto that bench who, who got a, a pretty large amount of votes. Like Wiggins, well, Wiggins is, you know, the guy in waiting he's got to he's got to you know fight for his spot again he but. should not be me yeah i'm just i'm gonna be honest right now with you if andrew wiggins makes another all-star team this year with the amount of games he's missed especially then he's he was a silver medalist for finals mvp which is not an award but <laughs> yeah fair enough yeah he had a fantastic finals campaign and yeah. was your second best player in the entire series so props to wigs i do love me some wigs but there's definitely some more deserving dudes on that bench yeah. who should be ahead of him I really want to see Laurie, Ma- uh, Laurie Markin to make this team do you? yeah yeah. I think that'd be really cool he's having a good season um, he's absolutely like he's playing hell yeah he's playing way fantastic. better than he, than he has in the rest of his career yeah the Jazz are the top they're the third best offense he had a great game today they did lose but he um, what did he have something like 30 and 10 dunking on um, Vucevic and taking a soul which was yeah huge. that was nasty <laughs> that was an absolute poster um, I was half asleep watching that game because I was a bit sleepy <laughs> like that woke me up I was like <laughs> yeah that was <laughs> took a me out of a daze that was a man's gym yeah no that was really nice but um, should we talk about the Bulls now I know we, we said that we might do it later yeah but well I mean they, they had another good win today mm. um, 
I was kind of off them a week or two ago. It, it was kind of dire, dire straits for Chicago fans. Um, but they've rattled off some really, really good wins against some, you know, top caliber teams recently. Um, you have Levine's big performance a couple of days ago against Philly. Mm. Uh, he put up 41 with 11, 11, threes, 11 yeah. of 13 from downtown. Um, so, yeah, he, he's starting to hit stride and they're winning games. So uh, I really don't know what to think about Chicago. Yeah, well, I mean, their last three games, they beat Utah, they beat Philly, they beat Brooklyn. And then they went down. Oh, they broke the Brooklyn streak. They, they right. broke the Brooklyn streak. And like, uh, DeRozan didn't have a good game in that one. Yeah. That was, um, what did he end up with? He ended up, oh, he ended up with 22, but it was on eight of 20 shooting. Mm. And one attempt from three that he missed. But like, that was a really good battle. Durant had 44 and they still lost. Like, the Bulls held him out. That was a really nice game. By um, by Chicago, yeah, they they are looking good. I just don't know what to what to assume. I feel like they're a playing team. Um, could you know fight for an eighth seed? It just mm. depends on um, like if you're looking at that Eastern Conference ladder. There's a couple of teams there that kind of could be in, kind of couldn't be. Like yeah. Indiana still sitting at seventh. It really depends on whether they keep it up or not. Um, Chicago, Atlanta could be battling. Even Toronto, if they pick up their game, could be battling for that eighth seed. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just ju- then, jury's out in Chicago. I just don't know. Yeah, they're nineteen and twenty-one, nine games behind the one. But you know, you, you only need to sit in that seven or that eight to ten range is all the same basically. Yeah, like who cares if you get the eight because you still got to win. You still got to win in the play-in to take that spot. So yeah. nothing's guaranteed. So kind of hovering around that zone can keep you in the playoffs, which is where the Bulls obviously want to be yeah. with like the roster they've got. That's a playoff roster mm-hmm. in intention, maybe not in effect. Um, like I think Knicks are considerably better at this stage of the season, you can yeah. say, the way that they're playing. I would. I still think the Pacers are better. Better than Chicago? Yeah. They're playing, yeah. I mean, other than the last few days, they have been playing uh, at a higher standard than, than Chicago. Yeah. But... It's just whether... They, I just think they're better coached too. Yeah. Like I don't think... Rick's great. <laughs> but um, just a young squad, whether they can maintain it for a yeah. full year. I yeah. mean, we're 40 games in, almost halfway. So it's just... Yeah, and I they're can, still introducing a guy who runs the entire offense, leads, leads a league in assists. Yeah. But like, he hasn't played all that many games in this squad. You know, he's had all of this season and the back half of the last season. But for a guy that is, you know, the heliocentrist of your offense, then... You kind of like you wouldn't expect that he's in control of it as he is now, and he's doing a really good job. He's so good, man. He, I think he can get better. Like, Halliburton, Halliburton is, yeah. is so good. I think he has to be on that east bench. Yeah, for sure. There's a spot for him for sure. For sure, they're they're top eight at the moment, and he's leading the league in assists. Yeah, they're somehow winning games going into the season. I was tipping them to be one of the front runners for the the Wemby sweepstakes. Mm. So they they've shattered all of my expectations particularly because they have such like they never draft high yeah they have always sat in that like 14 to 7 range most mm. years yeah so it's kind of like top picks. if you're ever going to do it this has got to be the year yeah that's the tough thing it's like they're right on that bubble of being like good or do you just start losing games yeah and trade a couple of veteran players away like if you're running Indiana what would you do do you keep hold of Turner and Heald and you try and make a run to make playoffs this year, or do you give it up 
and try and get more assets and develop the young team around Tyrese? I think that I would look for assets for for both of them. Yeah. Um, and I would just kind of hope that this that the ship steadies. Mm. And he, like Turner's having an incredible season. Heald's one of the best shooters in the league, but there's a timeline on both of them and it doesn't match the timeline that the team has overall because they're coming into a period where they've got Halliburton, they've got a few other young guys, Duarte, um, Neesmith is playing really well, um, Nemhart, like, they came out of nowhere but still really good and Ben Matherin, like, Ben is, Ben is a potential six man of the year. Yeah, I agree. Um, He's a bucket off that bench. But all those guys, they've got like a seven year timeline. Yeah. They've got, you know, probably two contracts in them mm-hmm. and you can build a team around them where Heald's got one more contract, Turner's got one more contract, like big, big contracts. Yeah. And even though Indiana would have the cap space to to absorb them, um, I think that that can be better used on a, on a much bigger superstar player because they need to overspend to get guys there because it's not a free agent destination. I 100% agree. Yeah. yeah. I would have to take the same standpoint. I would... You know, try and get as much as I can for those the, those guys like Turner and Heald, mm. and just you know rebuild from scratch around Tyrese. Yeah, just hope you hit on a draft pick, and then you could be right back in the same situation within three years. So, but even like the guys that they've got on the bench, like you just, I've been watching them quite a bit recently, just because they're my little they're my league pass watch right now. Yeah, um, I don't think the Kings. I think the Kings have just moved into regular watch. <laughs> um, but like. You see these guys like Jalen Smith's been having a good year. Isaiah Jackson's really good off the bench. Yeah. Like they play Neesmith at power forward half the time or shooting guard. Like yeah. they're a Got they some good young talent. featuring him as a guard and a power forward. Um, and obviously, yeah, like all the other guys are, are playing as good as they've played. This is the best that Turner's ever played for sure. Yeah. So Carl's no. really got them firing on all cylinders. Yeah. To start the year. Yeah. He looks uh, pretty happy on the bench, especially after he, you know, things ended pretty badly. At the Mavericks, yeah. so it was kind of odd, like him leaving Dallas for Indiana in the first place. I think I was a little bit shocked, mm. just because he's obviously an elder um, head coach. Like you expect him to go to a uh, a competing team, but you know he goes to Indiana, young team, no expectations, and they're in the playoffs at the moment. He's sixty three so. years old. Did you know that? Yeah, he looks old, but I would I didn't think sixty three. <laughs> sixty three. I think he's got a relationship with the um, with the GM or the owner. Yeah, like they've gone, they go back years and years. So th- I think that played into the reasons why he took that job. Also, I think he just wanted to get out of um, out of Dallas. Probably a good mix with those young players like Tyrese and all those guys. Um, just you know, uh, commands respect. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and obviously, he's teaching them a lot about the game. So and they would just sponge it up. Like yeah, if you're Halliburton. Sure. Like Halliburton just seems to be such a so interested in in the game and improving as a as a playmaker. Yeah, super likable guy. Yeah. Rick Carlisle has like such a good offensive vision that he, if he can, you know, if Halliburton can even learn a fifth of it, then that will make Halliburton an incredibly For good sure. player. For sure. But yeah, that's the Bulls and the Pacers. <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of, kind of intrigued. I'm really intrigued by the Bulls. They are they're they're hitting this purple patch and they're beating good teams like they're losing to all the worst teams. Yeah, they, they had some had some shocking losses, but yeah. they somehow beat good teams. So yeah. the next well, the next five games they play Detroit, then they play the Warriors, OKC, Washington, and then Boston. 
So all, yeah, all winnable, winnable games other than I'd say Boston. But yeah, and they could come out of that like the way that they've been playing on form. They'll only win the Warriors game and the Boston game. <laughs> they'll get bumped the other <laughs> yeah, three. Like, the good teams. I feel like there's something. There might be something happening here. Maybe. Um, Levine's Levine's playing really well. I'm not going to dive headfirst into that. I'll probably just dip my toes in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good to see, especially for Chicago fans. A rough start to the year. Um, well, I, I was. I have history of being firmly uh, in the camp of blow it up. Yeah. Oh, I read that uh, game order wrong. They play Boston first, and then oh, the reversed. Yeah, so I fucked yeah. that up. All good. Um, but yeah, I've been firmly in the camp of blow it up. I've. You know they they have to do something with regardless they have to do something with Vooch because he's an expiring, so they need to get something out of it. Yeah. Otherwise that trade is just so awful for them. It's tough. He Carter gives, Jr. He gives them a whole lot on offense, but he's just such a defensive liability. Yeah, it sucks. Like I love Vucci, but having him on the court out there against some of those bigs in the East, like your Embiid's, your Giannis's, he just gets absolutely dominated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Chicago. I probably, if I'm one of those top teams in the East, I probably wouldn't like to play them first round mm. um, just because, you know, you can have Levine or DeMar go off for 40 on, yeah. on any given night. So, you know, they're a bit dangerous. Yeah. Well, there was a, a, a game featuring the Bulls in this week that was that um, kind of took everyone's attention and that was Donovan Mitchell's 71-point explosion. Yes. Where he had 16 at the half. And then ended up on 71, so he scored 55 for the second half in OT. In the second half. What an absolutely ridiculous performance that was. That was insane. That was a game I I wasn't... Um, I was kind of flicking around, and I just saw, like, oh, like, they, the Cavs were missing Garland. They were missing Mobley, missing a few, like, other bench guys. They still didn't have Rubio back. I was like, oh, maybe this is just a write-off. Yeah. Bulls, get a, Bulls get a win. That's nice for them. Um, Donnie hasn't really done too much at the half. Yeah. And then I just see in the group chat, Mitchell 40, Mitchell 50. Like, I know, it was popping off. And Chicago, I'm pretty sure, had a 20-point lead as well. Yeah. At some stage of the, that game, um, start of the third quarter, I'm pretty sure. And yeah, Donnie was absolutely ridiculous. Mm. One of the greatest performances I've ever witnessed with my own two eyes. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. And it's the only 70-point game with... 10 assists yeah. of all the 70-point games. Yeah, like, I think he combined for 99 of the Cavaliers' total points with yeah. uh, points and assists, which is the second highest all-time behind Wilt Chamberlain at 104. Um, for a Wilt record, like he got close. Yeah. Like, getting close to a Wilt record is pretty good at these Real days. Real close. And that was probably Wilt's 100-point game. And he, he yeah, probably just had think. two assists or something. I think so. Um, yeah, outstanding performance from Mitchell, who... You know, should be getting some MVP love. I wouldn't be putting up putting him up there with the front runners, but you know, I'd probably have him top top six, seven. Yeah, top six, seven. Yeah, yeah just because they're top four as well in the East. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely remarkable. I mean, I'm I'm a massive Mitchell guy, as you know. So I've always been. You've always been in the camp. Always been in the camp, Camp Mitchell. Um, so this was even like for what I the standard that I think he can achieve. Like, I think he's one of the best shooting guards in the league. That was a game where I was like, I couldn't believe the shots he was making. Yeah. But then it got to a point where like, I think at the end of the fourth, he pulled up for that three and it was like, yeah, that's it. You expect like, it. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as it leaves the head, it's like, for that's sure. good. Like, as soon as those guys get over 50, you expect it to go in. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, what about the, um, how he forced overtime as well? With yeah. That uh, missed free throw. He got the offensive rebound and put back to On force the, it. Which, 
we will acknowledge was a lane violation. The, the two-minute report came out and confirmed The league that. did come out and say that. But at the same time, fuck off. Box out, like, you dogs. Yeah, why are you making that call like after the game's finished? Yeah. yeah. And um, Vooch went the wrong way. Like He completely misread the rebound. Yeah. And Kevin Love and Robin Lopez were both there too. I know. Like I think they had an equal chance of the ball. There was still enough time on the clock that they would have gone up and, and I, got the points as well. I watched that rebound probably about... 10 times on replay and I would, could not understand what Vooch was doing. Like yeah. he, he was just trying to pull his man back to the free throw line, but he left a whole massive gap for an offensive rebound right next to the rim. Yeah. That one thing that you can't do. And then Mitchell just walks straight in. And, and it's literally, if they get that rebound, it's over. Yeah, like, that's it. That's oh, very, that's very Vooch this season. But, uh, you know, it's great as a, as a viewer, as a fan. Yeah. You know, it added to the... Uh, added to the to the massive performance from Donny. You know, he wouldn't have scored 70 if it hadn't have gone to OT. So, yeah, um, yeah props to him. No, that was, a, that was an incredible game. And even that, like, that day was the was the insane day where then Clay went and had 54. Um, LeBron started the day with, like, 41. And Bede, I think, had 49 against the Pelicans. Um, Adebayo had 31 and 13. And then Jeremy Grant had, like, 35 or something and he hit he went 100% from three and hit six of them and no one even knew what's what's in the air at the moment I know some some of these scores are ridiculous Um, and also statistically it's it's not there's nothing when you look at like league wide year on year Mm. like nothing nothing like shooting wise shows how insane this season is like um, no drastic changes as no. far as analytics go. Shooting is still around 38% from, oh, sorry, 35.8% from three, um, 40, 40 to 50 um, for, uh, field goal, which is kind of normal range. Um, free throw rate is slightly up. Yep. Uh, it's, it's about up 0.4. Oh, it, it's up, you know, fuck all, really. Um, but it's, it's kind of the same way that like a 0.4 difference in F1 is massive. Yeah. Because I just think like, over however many games and however many free throws, if you're pushing it up like two percentage points like it is, then that might be, you know, two, three hundred free yeah, throws. It's a big difference. And so that's the only thing that really jumped out. Um, but otherwise usage for star players is up way more. Yeah. So it, well, it normally sits somewhere between 20 and 25%. And this year it's at 30%. Mm-hmm. So across every team, the highest usage player is above 30%. And even like think about the worst teams in the league, like Orlando, Houston, Detroit. You've got Ben Caro taking a lot of ball for Orlando. Jalen Green has the ball for Houston, and Jaden Ivey mostly for Detroit. Yeah, like the only one like the Spurs obviously are always that team that shares the ball. They can't leave the ball in someone's hands for thirty percent of the time because they'll fucking turn it over. Yeah, you have to have the talent to be able to replicate those numbers for sure. Yeah. And yeah, I think. This is the trajectory that the league was always heading in, is that superstar ball-dominant player uh, with the high usage. So, yeah, it just creates a lot of problems for the defense when you have guys like that, like your bank area, your green, Mm -hmm. that, you know, need to double off and and get a man open, find the open shooter, so... And it's not like everyone's forgotten how to play defense. No. You watch these games and it's not... You know, it, it's pretty standard for what you'd expect. Even, like, I think defense probably it's even gotten better. I don't have any numbers to show that. But I feel like the overall talent in the league just pushes defense better. Yeah. Um, and in two of the biggest games, so the Donny game and Clay's game, 
they needed those points for comeback wins. Like, yeah. it wasn't like they were front runners the entire time. They were just putting it in for fun. Garbage like, stats. Yeah, no. If Donnie, if Donnie doesn't get 71, the Cavs don't win. Yeah. So I think that's just more... It's just like star, stars and talent is so much better across such a wider range. We just have so many better players now. 100%. Yeah, the, the amount of talent in the league nowadays is just remarkable. Like, I think you have to somewhat put it down to that that players are just flat out better than what they used to be yeah <laughs> they got more in their bag shoot a better clip more dedicated yeah it's uh, a lot of it would come down to that for sure yeah and you know what it makes a better it makes a better product anyway like i'm i think december or like january and december are normally pretty dead months for the league and like no one it's like a bit of a haze of like oh the spurs played the knicks like what <laughs> like just like it doesn't matter like a lot of these games kind of fall by the wayside but every like these games feel so consequential every of the you know every week i feel like there's a new game that's like did you see this did you see this guy like, for sure it's because it's, really, it's so tight yeah yeah in and both conferences yeah yeah that that those top eight spots are so so tight um the difference is a game or two so you know you, you lose a couple games you're mm. you're out of that top four so <laughs> that's all despite the fact that the potentially like the best draft prospect ever is He's waiting coming. for the number one pick <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, but look, I would much prefer this than teams turning around and throwing the towel for Wembenyama. This is fucking 100%. awesome. This is yeah. the best league's been in ages. Yeah, it's great. And obviously, the league Silver has adamantly put himself against tanking in like previous mm. uh, years. He, he's come out and said that. So, yeah, you've only really got a couple of teams that are in full tank mode, and it's good for the league. Yeah. You know, you don't want six to eight teams tanking for one guy. And I think the way that they changed the draft lottery odds as well sort of helps that too. Mm. Um, yeah, kind of keeps it a lot more even. You can still try and win games and potentially get a good draft pick as well. Yeah. Right. Well, you look at the Pelicans, they've got every incentive to lose just to make sure that they get a high pick and yeah. they're sitting third. So. Do they have Lakers pick? Yeah. 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 Um, moving on, the top of the West is still Denver. A week later, uh, we talked about them last week and they've, they've held on to that spot. Um, eight and two of their last ten. Currently, they've won their last two. They dropped a really weird game to um, Minnesota. Yeah. that was that, And that was the night that everyone went insane. But it was just kind of like by the wayside. Um, Jokic had like pretty Jokic numbers, but it was just, you know, it was an away game. They lost, I don't, you know, not looking too much into it. But yeah, you're going to have those nights every now and then where you just switch off. But yeah, they've been so impressive. Yeah. Um, I do have a conspiracy for you. Okay. Please share. Are they cheating? <laughs> Are they cheating? What do you mean? <laughs> so two massive games that they've had at home in the past week. We recorded just before the first one was played, which was the uh, game against the Celtics. And then yesterday they played the Cavs. And in both of those games, mm. there was an interruption. Oh, the rim? The like rim. The, yeah. They fuck their rims. Yeah. <laughs> because okay. they know that they can get... They might, you might be onto something here. So Robert Williams had a dunk in the Celtic game uh, and then they had to delay for 40 minutes wow. to readjust the rim. And like no one is coming back out after 40 minutes and playing at the same intensity. No, 100%. And they ended up winning that game. And then yesterday uh, against the Cavs... Oh, was it yesterday or the day before? But whenever it was against the Cavs, they had a 10-minute delay was it the same thing was it the yeah rim? for the rim yeah what's going on in denver so yeah. i don't know what's going on keep an it, eye 
Keep if it on. happens a third time, <laughs> then it's it's a genuine tactic. Yeah. Um, There's got to be something intertwined with Jokic and the amount of uh, close shots he gets to the rim. Yeah. So Big boy hanging on. Yeah. Pulling it down. I mean, Also, Robert Williams is strong as fuck. If he's pulling down a rim like that, <laughs> could be a simple, 40 minutes to simple explanation that Rob's just superhuman. And, yeah. Yeah. The rims can't take it, but... Yeah, Denver, in all seriousness, look really, really good. Mm. The The difference maker for me watching them has been their defense for sure. Yeah. Like you always expect their offense to be, you know, top five, top 10 in the league for mm. sure. But their defense has been absolutely outstanding. Uh, I think in the last 10 games, they've been a top five defense, wow. which has put them over, over in top two net rating uh, yeah. for the league over the last 10 games. And yeah, they're they're firing on all cylinders. They look really, really hard to beat, especially at home when that yeah, crowd's that rocking. Yeah, that's a tough place to go and win. Yep, you got especially the altitude. When they break the rims. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, and they've had they've had massive wins, and they're putting like they put 123 on the on the Celtics, um, who just had 150 points put on them by OKC. Weird, another weird game. Very odd. Um, Very odd. Yeah, where they didn't even have Shea in that game. That was just like. NBA nonsense. Like, when you, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You have some of those games where it's just like a team cannot miss, no matter who it is. Yeah. It's Josh Giddy. And they, the um, I, I watched that game because that was the point where I was like, oh, yeah, this is the NBA that I love. Yeah. Like a Wednesday game at OKC, Boston and OKC. Like, no one's paying attention to this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then they put 150 points on them. They literally made everything. Boston made nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, they just, they were still getting the same shots that they always do. They just missed. Yeah. So it was kind of just like, oh, NBA is weird. Not a punter's kind of game, to be honest. No. Uh, if, you, if you're chucking in Boston at probably at all 15 into a multi just to get a little bit more value, yeah. that's a backbreak of That'll sure. That'll kill you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Denver are just putting so many points on everyone. Yeah. Like, and Jokic is so damn good, bro. Yeah. He, he's so good. <laughs> like, it's actually crazy to think that he has a chance and a good chance to go three straight MVPs. Yeah. That's rare. Really, really crazy. Rare. Hasn't been done since Bird no. in the 80s. So, and yeah, top five, top five offense. Or when you're top 10 offense and defense, that's when you're a proper contender in my book. Yes. Um, Play both sides of the ball. Yeah. Sure. And that's kind of been one of Denver's low points is like defensively. And like Jokic gets killed in a lot of like high pick and roll action. Yes. And I think that teams might not be running that as often right now just so that. Like, and I'm talking about like the better teams wouldn't be running it right now so that in the playoffs he doesn't have as much reps. For sure, yeah. You don't want to show your hand too early as well. Yeah. A lot of these um, good teams and coaches won't show their full strategy at this yeah. stage of the year. Earlier in the season, they tried, or they um, they played Dallas and they were pushing Luka to the corner using um, Jokic as the hedge and yeah. Luka just tore them apart. Yeah. Which is, you know, it, it, it's... Forced him into making difficult passes, but they're not difficult for Luca. No. Um, and also, he would then, because he was making so many passes out, they kept uh, Jokic in a bit more of a drop roll, and he just killed him on the, mm-hmm. uh, just went straight at him, took him to the rim, and killed him every time. That's what you have to do against great play, great offensive talents. You have to put them in hard defensive positions and try and work on them the whole yeah. game. That's yeah. yeah, really only when you can't stop them defensively try and tire them out offensively for sure yeah so I'll be interested to see in these like next maybe the next couple of weeks if anyone really pushes uh, pushes the Nuggets defensively or and if they can maintain that really high ranking because if they're sitting top five top five defense 
and top five offense, then fucking look out. I like, know. Look at them at the moment. They're half a game in front of Memphis at the one seed. Mm. Um, Memphis, yeah, on a little tear at the moment as yeah. well. They kind of went a little bit cold for a bit. They've now won five in a row, so they're knocking on the door again. Um, Pelicans are unfortunately going to struggle uh, without Zion and without Ingram. Mm. Um, you'd expect them to drop off a little bit. Dallas is still winning games. Sacto. And you got Clippers right there as well. Yeah. So. Memphis, they just always feel like they're on some kind of streak. <laughs> yeah. And their next five games, they play Utah, San Antonio twice, Indiana, Phoenix. Like, fuck. Mm, they're they'll probably, they'll, they'll be doing all right for a while. Yeah. Um, they are first in, first in defense and 12th in offense. So by the metric that I put forward earlier, not a true contender. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they're really fucking good. <laughs> yeah, they have a fantastic defense. Yeah. And I think the offense will get a little bit better. I mean, Bain's been out for a while. Yeah. He's back now. He's probably their, their second you know, leading scorer, second offensive threat. So, yeah, the, the offense will pick up for, for Memphis. I'll be right there yeah. behind Denver. Um Speaking of offense, there is a championship-level team with an offense that makes me sick. Who is it? It's the Bucks. Yeah, I, really... I agree, man. They have looked really average the last couple of weeks. So they stank it up against the Raptors in like the worst game of the year that eventually turned into a really good game um, where like it takes like it's easy to blame that on Toronto. Mm. And there is that Fred VanVleet low light where he goes, <laughs> they say, oh, you know, they're going to score a three here. And VanVleet just fucking bricks it against the backboard. Yeah, he shoots a 35 footer. But three seconds into the shot clock. Oh, my God. Um, and he's got his own problems, too. But, like, it wasn't just the Raptors in that game. Nah, Bucks, Bucks have looked quite dodgy. They combined for 5 for 47. Both teams in the first quarter, they shot 5 for 47. Ooh. And it ended up, like, it ended up 102 to 99 or something like that. Um, Giannis hit Grayson Allen in the corner with a just absolutely fucked pass. That was such a nice time. Like, yeah. the, he's completely contorted. He's falling, falling down, sees him with the corner of his eye, makes a pass to the corner Wide with three open. defenders on him. Yeah. yeah. Like, I watching it live, I kind of thought that he may have taken an extra strep, step and he mm. traveled before the pass, but I rewatched it. Nah, he's, he's just clean. That big. Yeah. yeah. He's that long. He's just insane. reached right around the defender. Well, yesterday they played Charlotte and had 51 points put on in the first quarter. That was disgusting. They were down 45 to 17 at one point. That was... Fuck, are you supposed to be a championship team? And you get 51 put on you by Charlotte. That was absolutely disgusting to watch, especially because I had um, a little bit of money on Milwaukee. (laughs) 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 And by the first quarter, it was done. It was over. Giannis had nine points in 22 minutes. Yeah. And watching the game, he was the only one trying to do something. Like, albeit he was, you know, not at his peak, but still, Mm. he was just not getting any help whatsoever, offensively or defensively. That was an absolute shoot around for for the Hornets well their offensive rating in January which is four games is 104.3 so in 100 possessions they're scoring 104 points Mm. and if you push that out to Christmas and include that um, Celtic game where they had quite a few points in that um, and it also kind of counteracts there's one game in that four where they got blown out by the Wizards and Drew and Giannis didn't play so it didn't really like you wouldn't really count it Um, they're at 107.4 points per 100 possessions which is a bit more of a fair sample size, but that's still still sucks. not what you expect from them, man. Like you're talking about a team a, a couple of years ago that set like a record for like the best yeah. statistical like offense in NBA history. 
Well, they started the year uh, in October. They had six games. They won all of them. Their offensive rating was 116. Yeah. Like, really, really elite. And then they stayed at that 112, 113 mark. Still excellent offense. And now they're really crashing. What do you think it is? What are you putting it down to? I think that they... Well, they're obviously suffering from injuries. Um, they're missing... Drew keeps getting non-COVID injuries, mm. or non-COVID illnesses, and Middleton has spent a lot of the year on the on the sideline. Yeah, but he spent a lot of year on a lot of the year on the sideline last year too, and they were a lot better. Yeah, yeah for sure. So I think they are missing Chris Middleton a lot. No. Um, yeah, he's just so important to what they do. You saw them get away with it last year, but now that you know teams are kind of working out them defensively, yeah. putting up a wall against Giannis, he can't go out and score fifty every night and expect to win games. So. Well, you've got a guy going for fifty-five, and your offensive rating's barely over hundred. Like <laughs> no one else is doing anything. Yeah, you're not getting those twenty points from Brook Lopez, from mm. Drew. Yeah, it's it's tough. I think they, I like Javon Carter, push. and I think he he has owed his flowers for having a good season. Yeah, but I don't think he's doing like. Him individually scoring 25 isn't doing a lot to help the rest of the guys. Like, mm. you need a bit more of a dimer when, like, Giannis can, I mean, Giannis can make a pass yeah. like he did to, to win the game um, against Toronto, but he's not a playmaker. No, you gotta get your shooters going off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. But they've got, you know, uh, Grayson Allen has been in every rumor since the start of the season. Yeah. It'd be interesting um, to see what they do with him. I don't know if they can, I, I just wonder if there's a guy out there who's starting quality like a starting quality playmaker that could step in and mm. and play alongside Drew or in place of him when Drew's out. Yeah. Like I just don't know if there's a guy out there. Like I'm thinking of it's tough. Like there there have been rumors of Jay Crowder going to Milwaukee. Yeah. I think that probably helps him out a bit. He just feels a bit more of the same. Like they've yeah. got Jay Crowder type guys. Yeah. He's just a better version of maybe Grayson Allen who plays good defense and hits corner threes yeah. and is a bad guy that no one likes. Yeah. Um, which as a Suns fan you're not going to disagree with <laughs> um, yeah. yeah and like Connaughton like they do need a little bit more I feel like Connaughton's reached his peak it might just come down to them playing better so yeah we wouldn't be talking about this if they were you know playing well their bench was you know scoring well and they were winning games still so and it just comes down to performance yeah ultimately they can walk into any building and Giannis is like, oh, I'm just going to kill everyone tonight. doesn't yep. matter. He's that good. Like, there, are, there are probably some larger issues in how the, how the offense functions. And, you know, Bud isn't really known for, um, for variation. Mm. Bud likes to stick to his single Pretty player. much black and white kind of guy. Yeah. 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 Um, but there's, yeah. Th and there's rumors coming out that there's um, locker room frustration. Is there? Yeah. There's something, uh, Bill Simmons alluded towards it and then kind of moved on yeah. um, and then Zach Lowe repeated it so I think like Simmons Simmons will say whatever he wants yeah. but then when Zach Lowe picks up then it gains that legitimacy because he might have gone and spoken to a few different guys yeah. and then speaks to me because you know we have lunch every week <laughs> <laughs> we just zoom you know it's fine um, but I I do just want to I, I want to I'm not putting a line through the box but I'm putting a circle around them and I'm yeah I'm, it's not Panic stations just yet. We're not at yeah. DEFCON 5, but I'd say you're probably at a DEFCON 2 or 3. If like Giannis this. goes down there, fucked. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, it's more like, hey, it's like when you're in an airplane, it's like, count the rows to your exit. Like, just be aware. <laughs> like, just, if you need if you need it, just like, maybe just count the rows. Yeah. Keep it at the back of your mind. Yeah. It'll be fine. 
Planes never crash. If this one does, you're 14 rows back. That's a good analogy. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Bucks fans, you got to have a little bit of concern. Um, but, you know, you won a championship just a couple of years ago. Yeah, you there's still a bit of... Got one of the best players in the world. Probably yeah. the best player in the world. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Not stretching out too much. No. Um, all right. We're going to bring back the Goldilocks game, which is Cal's invention. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to throw a couple of teams at you and you can tell me if they're too hot, too cold or just right. Okay. Um, the first is Miami. They are six and four in their last 10 and they are, I think they're eighth at the moment in the Eastern Conference. Yes, they are. So yeah. standings kind of move um, as teams play. Miami play tough. Today. Miami are tough. Some nights they look fantastic and unbeatable because of their defense. Mm. Other nights they just cannot score and keep up with teams. Yeah. So if I had to say, I would say just right at this stage of the season. I think, you know, given their, their veteran team with yeah. Butler and Coach Spo, like best coach in the league, in my opinion, um, I think... They'll move up a couple of spots. They'll probably be around sitting around that six, seven seed in the East, in my opinion. So, pretty much uh, just right at the moment. Yeah, I think that's that's probably a good assessment of them. I would have them at that six six seed range. They're definitely not in that upper echelon of the East, which is mm. you know Boston, Boston, Philly, Cleveland, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, and then you kind of got the guys fighting out for it. I'd say that Miami are definitely in that second group with with the Pacers and the Knicks and and whoever else, probably the Bulls. But of those, they're the best team of them. Yeah. Um, Spo is, I, I agree with you, Spo is the best coach in the league. Yeah, he's the smartest dude out there. Yeah. Um, and Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo have a really nice partnership. Yeah. The past few games, they've been playing really well. Jimmy Butler's in and out. His knee is weird. Yeah. Jimmy uh, doesn't look like Jimmy, does he? No. I feel like they just need to sit him out a little bit more time. But it's tough because they need to win games. Yeah. It's tough without him. But yeah, they are getting really good production out of Hero. Yeah, he, he's been really good. He rattled off a couple of really big games to... And, you know, they've always got their guys at the end of the bench. You know, Max Strews coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Duncan Robinson coming out of nowhere. Like, there's there's probably some guy they've got stashed away that's going to come in at average yeah. 20 and 10. Um, or Yurtz even when he comes back. Yeah. Or that, uh, <laughs> what was their draft pick's name? Nikola Jovic. Jovic. Yeah. yeah. The Jokic hybrid. <laughs> um, yeah. he He's one of those guys that, you know, has a bit of potential. But, yeah, yeah I'd say just right for just Miami right. at the moment. Yeah. Right, our next team is Toronto. Three and seven in their last 10. And they're sitting 12th on 16 and 23. Mm, it's not good, is it? No. It's gross. Those are bad numbers. Yeah. I'd say definitely too cold mm. for them. Like, uh, the, the talent that they do have on the team, I'm not all in on Toronto and what they can do as far as competing for a championship. Mm. But they have to be better than what they are at the moment and what they have been showing. I, yeah, I got completely catfished by them in the offseason. I thought they were like... <laughs> they were what Cleveland was last year. Yeah. Like just super young dudes, really good coach. On the cusp. Yeah. Figuring yeah. it out. Defensive, but also like defensive freaks. Like they were just going to be such a good defensive team. Long and switchable. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just make it work on offense. Yeah. But nothing is working right now. Yeah. It looks really, really bad. It was the kind of uh, Scotty Barnes intrigue coming out of that rookie, rookie of the year campaign. Mm. I may say. Um, yeah. It was kind of like coming into the year. It was like, is he going to take that next step and just going to be like a, you know, almost a Giannis caliber yeah. like prospect and he just hasn't taken that that leap I'd say Siakam's still the number one guy there yeah be. And, and Barnes hasn't he hasn't taken a step back but he, his numbers are pretty much the same yeah so I mean that was good enough for rookie of the year but uh, looking pretty dumb for not giving it to Mobley now 
I think that was an absolute rort. Why the fuck did Mobley not get it? Mobley should have got that. That was a terrible decision. Uh, um, but what can you do? Yeah. Uh, next team, Clippers. Four and six in the last ten. They're sitting seventh in the West. Um, they're getting more minutes now out of uh, PG and Kawhi. They're playing pretty consistently. They both played against Denver, and then they both missed the game the night after. So yeah. They're consistent I would say, yeah, with with the amount of production that they're getting out of their stars, probably say just right at the moment. Mm. Uh, obviously, they have such a high ceiling when those guys are firing uh, and they're getting 35 minutes a game. It's kind of tough for them. You can't expect them to go out and you know compete with the best teams when they're only getting 20, 25 minutes out of Kawhi. Um, but I still like where the Clippers stand. I mean, they're still in the top eight. At the yeah. moment, I think they are top eight or top nine. Um, sorry, they're, they're actually six. up to six. Yeah. Oh, because the Warriors lost. Yeah, Warriors went from six to ninth after it's losing so today. In that, like, yeah. yeah, that five to. Oh, and the Suns went from ninth to seventh. Yeah, without playing. Yeah, that's how tight it is. Literally, <laughs> look at so crazy. Utah and Sacramento on the same amount of wins, and that's five and ten. That is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I I still. Not that I like the Clippers, but mm. I still think they're a sneaky little dark horse for me. They um, have... Well, they got two of the best, like, on paper, two of the best superstars. PG's probably a bit of a rank down now that he's a bit... You know, there, there are guys who have taken up that... You know, he's not better than Tatum or Brown. So. On their day, though. On yeah, their, on his day. On their day. They're just as good as anyone else. Yeah. Kawhi, like, who knows what you're going to get out of him. But if you get his best, then you've got one of the best players in the league. If they can somehow manage to find their rhythm coming to playoffs I would not want to be playing them if yeah, I was one of those that. top teams in the West yeah Tyloo's a genius coach I'm not fucking with them um, I I would expect that they're going to sit pretty comfortably just around that that winning zone of just above 500 staying in the playoff race they're not too concerned about you know make sure Kawhi and PG play every night make sure we get a three seed exactly like just get something yeah this is year four for that Kawhi PG yeah. matchup it's, and it's like just get something it, out of it it might be um, almost blow up time if uh, it doesn't work out again no but I mean they made the Western Conference Finals like the year that Phoenix yeah. beat them so they did get somewhere even without their stars but yeah you, you kind of it's almost a make finals or bust mentality for the Clippers at yeah. this stage um, I'm kind of really hoping that they don't do well so that they can break that team up Yeah, and we can see Kawhi and PG move on to other teams and create you know better contending teams. Like one of my biggest wishes for the NBA is for the Clippers to absolutely suck ass this year and then Paul George goes to Dallas. Like I would... Yeah, you mentioned that last it. week I think too. Yeah. I've been thinking about it a lot since because it's just like, fuck, that works. Yeah, like- PG just works with everyone. All the, yeah, and of all the guys that you could want to pair with Doncic, like he doesn't need the ball all that much. He he can play that second role. He played second fiddle to fucking Westbrook. Like yeah. that's probably worse than playing second fiddle to Giannis <laughs> or to Doncic. Sorry. Yeah. So let's just pray for a Clippers blow up. Yeah. And Kawhi can go chase a ring somewhere. Yeah. Jesus, imagine <laughs> pulling him in as your as your fourth star. What are you, um, sorry, where are you putting Clippers? Uh, too I hot, th- too cold, or just right? I think they're just right. Just I don't right. think they're all, they're all that concerned about the regular season for now. Yeah. They're, I think they're just about steadying the ship, you know, figure out a few different things, see what you can get out of, you know, what the best version of your of your roster without Kawhi and PG is, and then plug them in. Yeah. Have to agree. Yeah. 
Uh, next guy, Anthony Edwards. He's averaging in his past 10 games, 26, 7, and 5. Mm. And that includes yesterday where he only scored 5. Everything else is in that like 27, 30 range. Yeah, actually, do you know what happened yesterday? Did he get hurt or something? He only played 5 minutes. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I um I was only just like scrolling through the stats yesterday and saw it that yeah he had five points in like ten minutes or something yeah um so yeah a bit concerning there for T Wolves if there is something underlying with with Ant because hip injury yeah okay um, I know that last week he had a hard fall on that hip so maybe it's a reaggravation yeah I think they just took him out for the rest of the game okay Hopefully and then they'll see bad. they'll see how he how he pulls up that's good because yeah. they need him <laughs> to well, be. <laughs> to be half decent so I would say him at the moment probably a little bit too hot um, mm. he certainly has that potential to be putting up yeah 26, 7 and 5 um, but I think a lot of that has to do with Carl Anthony Towns being out for the last however long few weeks yeah um, you need him to be taking 20, 25 shots a night I mean who else is going to on that side yeah it's a real I mean Rudy <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh, that breakaway was like... Honestly, you could like run the, the Benny Hill music over <laughs> Where he gets the whole length of court. You're like, whoa! And then he fucking blows the layup. Yeah, to be fair, Rudy had a 2020 game just recently in the last few days. So Yeah, it, Rudy's a, Rudy's an interesting experience. Um, one of our good friends is a, is a mm. Timberwolves fan and is not happy. No. Um, blames, again, like, Blames everything on him. <laughs> yeah, it, like, it's not all his fault. Some no. of it is. But fuck, that team is so dysfunctional. And then they just threw it. Like, it was already a dysfunctional team last year. Yeah. They were wild. Like, they're up and down all the time. Should have beat Memphis in the playoffs. Yeah. They, they choked two games. Choked which two games. Carly Towns got fouled out of fucking everything. Yeah. Um, but Anthony Edwards in those games was incredible. Yeah. Was the games that really went down to the wire, they were because Ant played well. Oh. Not because of anyone else. He's a stud. I love Ant. Yeah. He, he's going to be an absolute superstar soon. And one of the difficulties with with um, bringing in Rudy is this needs to be Ant's team. Like, yeah. it can't be... You can't have Rudy and Cat as, you know, these two guys up front. Cat mm. wants the ball all the time, but Ant needs it. He needs to be the primary source of offense. 100%. Yeah. So, and, yeah, it's almost blow it up time for T-Wolves. Again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, D'Angelo Russell... Has unfollowed the team on Insta, <laughs> which is obviously confirmation that he's out of there um, and not anything else. You heard it here first. I don't know if they have... I, I'm wondering, do they have one of those team chains? That might be the cause of these issues. Now they've all got... Um, oh, yeah, like the defensive player, defensive of, the game, player like of the game. Chains. Oh, have God. the Timberwolves taken that up? Maybe we should DM them and say, hey, do you want to introduce a chain and it'll fix everything? <laughs> I don't think they do. Fuck, Just forget it. about that 200 million you gave to Rudy. <laughs> Give him a chain. It's all good. Give him a chain and ask him to take a pay cut and renegotiate. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, um, I think uh, Ant's a bit, he's a bit hot, but it's good to see. I think that's probably, that's a very good, uh, that's very good production out of him, especially you know, for a third-year guy running an offense, yeah, that's fantastic. If he can keep that up, then that's then that's very good signs for certainly for has that potential. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we spoke about him earlier, but Zach Levine is yes. in his last ten games averaging twenty-seven and a half, four point three assists, and four rebounds. 
Well done, Zach. <laughs> good on you. Yeah, <laughs> it is good to see, man. I mean, he had a bit of a rough start to the season. Mm. I'd say... We came back off knee surgery. Yeah. He should be putting up these numbers, so I'd say just right. Yeah. I mean, he's that kind of caliber of player. He should be putting up 27-4-4. and four, so. Nice to see the assists there, too. Yeah. You know, there needs to be a bit more... Like, the ball movement in the uh, in Chicago can get a bit stalled when, um, you know, Dragic is out there a lot of the time, and, you know, he's a great playmaker. Kobe White is a decent playmaker, but he's, he's more out there for his defense. And mm. sometimes sometimes he has a night where he hits 60% on three, and sometimes he hits nothing. So yeah. he's a bit mercurial. Kobe's a bit hit and miss. Yeah, it was opinion. good to say. Mm. Um, but yeah, just right for Levine, that's good. That's well done. That's exactly what you pay $220 million for. Yeah, certainly hotter than what he's been, but he should be putting up those numbers. Yeah. Um, and they're winning games, so good yeah. on um, coming up, I think there's um, there is that uh, Warriors Suns game that I alluded to. Ooh, um, that's two teams that both need a win. Oh God! Um, tomorrow's oh tomorrow's a full slate too. Yeah, that's really nice. I uh, it's been really sad actually watching Phoenix games over the last couple of weeks. Mm. We have been sucking ass. We have one and nine in our last ten. Can't score the ball, can't play defense. We look absolutely horrendous. So, Well, you improve in the standings on days where you don't play. Yeah, so. <laughs> that is a, a positive. So I don't know if we yeah. can submit something to the league where we don't play until Devin Booker gets back. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, just put it down, like flip a coin, average it out. <laughs> um, games tomorrow, there's, a really, there's some really good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nets play the Heat in Miami. Ooh. That'll be nice. The Nets are on a bit of a, the Nets are on a road trip right now, but they've got tons of rest in it. Yep. So they play the Heat. And then they play Boston. I think they play Boston their next game. Mm-hmm. And they've got like three days rest between those. Um, the Jazz play the Grizzlies. That'll be nice. Just That'll be a good contest. Just good off, yeah. good offense against a very good defense. Um, Mavs and Thunder. No, nah, not, much, not much going there. Yeah, and then know. Cavs go to Phoenix. Ooh, yeah. I wonder if Donnie's back or not. I know they rested him last game, but if he's back, we'll get absolutely pumped. Yeah, he's... Um, they're, this is, you know, still 12 hours before the game, at least. We just played them a few days ago, too, and they beat us. Yeah. It was a tight game. Well, um, Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Dean Wade, who I love, all game-time decisions. The real D. Wade. I love Dean Wade. <laughs> <laughs> that is one... Oh, that's what I wanted to say. I was trying to think, what did I want to say about Cleveland earlier? There's, that's the spot that I think is keeping them back from that real top echelon of the East. What is? Their, their three guard. Or the... Yeah. I'm just worried, yeah. like, that's the Dean sure. Wade spot or it's Isaac Okoro or... Yeah. I think they were just hoping that Okoro would be that guy. And yeah. some nights he is, but most nights he's not. So, yeah, yeah if they want to be... Um, I mean, they're already going to be up there and they are their top four in the East. But if I was them and you're looking to win now... You make a move. Someone like who we mentioned earlier, like a Jay Crowder. I think so. If you slot Jay Crowder right into that three spot, imagine that defense as well. Oh, Their dude. defense is already, you know, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, another good corner shooting three. That's exactly what they need. And they've got the shortest uh, point guard shooting guard combo in the league too. Mm. Like Darius and, and Donnie are both 6'1 or 6'2. It doesn't matter though. I mean, like Donnie plays bigger than what he is. Yeah. Yeah, he every time I see the Donnie's like six twelve, like no, he's not. Yeah, <laughs> like, you see that dude jump, like yeah, no. and he, he's he's kind of like reminds me of D Wade. Like, yeah, D Wade was undersized for a two. Yeah, uh, what six four, six five, but he just played a lot bigger than what he was. So yeah. strong and thick, uh, low center of gravity. So well, Mitchell is 
without statistics, the league leader in shots attempted where he just goes hard as fuck to the rim, bounces off a big, and then puts it in on his left hand. Yeah. I think Jar would have to be up there too. Yeah, Jar does with his right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he gets fouled 99% of the time. Yeah. He barrels in there and jumps into people. Donovan's 6'1". Man, that's crazy. That's a lie. He's got to be like 6'3 in shoes. Yeah, big shoes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, he plays a lot bigger than what he is, but they do need that elite wing defender. Um, yeah for sure if they're going to take that next step and if they don't have him and they go you know two three rounds deep into the playoffs that's still a successful season oh 100 look how young they are man they're all like 25 and under yeah it feels a bit putting the cart before the horse to be like yeah get a third get a get a three in but Mm. with a three they'd be fantastic i know but they're that good that if i was running them i would uh seriously consider uh upgrading before the the deadline which i think is coming kind of up it's like Feb 15 9th of Feb or something early Feb yeah it's really it's really getting close and we haven't seen a lot of movement there's been nothing there's nothing yet yeah well it's always the case like a week or two leading up then it's yeah all systems go well keep your powder dry and see what everyone really wants yeah exactly Um, but yeah there could be plenty of guys on the move um, and and then we'll have the buyout market which will be interesting too Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anyone that really jumps out um you know, there's not like any Kevin Love rumors or anything like that where you'd mm. think that some guy's definitely getting bought out. Yeah. Um, but I use like Love as an example of a very large contract awarded to a guy who did things a few years ago. Yeah. Um, but I can't think of anyone off the top yeah. of my head who would be in that range who could genuinely contribute. Like, yeah, you got those guys, but they're not great contributors. Like you look at uh, what is uh, Bertan still has a couple of years on his. Yeah, contract yeah. I think he's got maybe two or three. He's no good anyway. Yeah. And the Mavs just, um, oh, we'll end on a sad note. The Mavs just <laughs> um, bought out Kemba Walker. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. And he was playing like pretty well. He had a 35-point game. Yeah. Yeah. He was putting up decent numbers in the minutes that he was getting. So yeah. it, it's tough to see. You, you really feel for Kemba coming from that. He was an all-star. Like yeah. he, was a, he was a great player. So, um, And he's been, like everyone in the Mavs has said he's been the, the best pro. Like yeah. he's been, he went to their G League team, worked out with them, yep. you know, mentored all those guys. He's universally loved. Yeah. The NBA. Never hear a bad word again. Yeah, exactly. He's, yeah. he's a great guy. So hopefully he should get picked up somewhere. I mean, come on. There's worse backup point guards out there. Just put him in, oh, not Charlotte. I was going to say like, get him in Charlotte and just get everyone to get along. Yeah. Or like, Give maybe, him a homecoming. Yeah. That would be nice. Indiana pick him up at the back of the bench and just kind of have a veteran presence keeping everyone happy. Mm. I don't know. I just feel like there's a, there's a place in the, in the league for Kemba. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully it's with a contender, even if he gets a bullshit cheese ring out of it, like yeah. he deserves it. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, any wild predictions of what might happen in the next week before we speak again? Hmm. Tough. I would say... I think Brooklyn, they are one and a half games behind Boston at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'd say within two weeks, they'll be taking the number one seed in the East with Ooh. the way that they're playing at the moment. Yeah. Quite a hot take, given as Boston are the better team. Um, but they're just flat out outscoring teams. Yeah. And yeah, like you saw in yesterday, yesterday's game, was it? Or the day before? Um, Durant and Kyrie didn't even have it going. Like they mm. were playing very pedestrian to their um, caliber and they still won like Kari hit a big shot at the end when they needed the most so yeah. they can just win even on off nights they're, yeah. they're that good well they play they play each other what will be our Thursday at 10 30 
So that's going to be a massive game. That'll probably be probably be one of the games of the week. Or another uh, one team will just give up in the third quarter, and that'll be it. Um, also, I've noticed the Grizzlies play the Spurs on Wednesday. Um, that's the team that Jar put up against put up 50 against last year and then when they played the Spurs again this year the Spurs were like so mm. they were so pissed off about that game that they defended so hard <laughs> and they actually ended up beating them true yeah so keep an eye on that one because there might be a good opportunity for some big jar numbers or mm-hmm. the Spurs just might be so motivated they're probably just blitzing the whole game yeah make him just give like, it fuck it yeah they can have 50 who gives a shit yeah. just not jar because that was a game where he he like hit that the Stephen Adams threw him Threw him a pass oh, ball yep. the court and then he turned behind the backboard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was that game. I think as well as the Purtle dunk. Yes, I was just thinking game. that. Like, yeah, that's nuts. That yeah. was a monster poster. That was yeah. yeah. Jar uh, took <laughs> the entire franchise has a vendetta against Jar from that game. <laughs> I feel like a lot of franchises have that against Jar at the moment. Yes, or just uh, the Grizzlies generally. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, on that note, that's probably where we'll leave you for another week. Sounds good. Um, yeah, keep an eye out for those games. They'll be good or mm-hmm. not. Um, but there'll be 500 of them between now and then. So I'm sure that uh, by this time next week, there'll be plenty plenty more for us to talk about. Yes, sir. Thanks for joining me again, Zach. And uh, thanks for listening, everyone. You know, promotional. Yeah, thanks. (laughs)